0: Welcome to another Freshfields Tax Matters podcast. I'm Alison Dickey from the Freshfields London Tax Team. The results of the German federal election in September this year provided the Social Democrat Party with a narrow victory, and both the Green Party and the Liberals also made gains compared to the previous federal election. This resulted in the possibility of a so-called traffic light coalition in reference to their customary political party colours. In our previous podcast, recorded shortly after the election result, we discussed what this composition of German coalition government could mean for both global tax policy and the domestic German tax landscape. Since that time, the formal coalition negotiations between these three parties have not only taken place, but also successfully concluded with the signing of a coalition agreement. This means that, as predicted, The traffic light coalition government in Germany has become a reality, and Olaf Scholz of the Social Democrat Party, previously the Minister of Finance, was elected and sworn in as Chancellor by the Bundestag on the 8th of December, and the new government has now taken office. This is a fundamental change in the German government after Angela Merkel's 16 year tenure. The coalition agreement itself is a detailed document, amounting to over 170 pages, and sets out the coalition government's proposed policies. While headlines on the agreement have focused on the noteworthy green policy ambitions of the coalition, the agreement also includes, although somewhat briefly, a number of key tax policy measures. Joining me again to discuss these measures are my colleagues from Germany, David Isma, who is the head of public affairs at Freshfield, and also our tax experts, David Beutel, Philip Redeker and Georg Rodeberg. Welcome all, and thank you for joining me again to discuss the tax implications of the Traffic Light Coalition Agreement, including whether the predictions we made on our previous podcast were correct. My first question is to David Ismer. Now we have our hands on the coalition agreement, what are your initial thoughts on the agreement, and in particular, the provisions relating to the Traffic Light Coalition's tax policy agenda?
1: Thank you, Alison. Well, as you just said, the new government is in place, and Christian Lindner from the Liberal Party has been appointed as new Minister of Finance. So if we look at the coalition treaty, the first thing you notice is that the tax part is very short. Of the more than 170 pages, just one and a half pages at the very end of the contract deal with tax policy in the narrower sense. Perhaps the most important thing is what is not written in the contract. No increase in corporate tax, no increase in income tax, no new wealth tax and also no tightening of inheritance tax. This, of course, is a political compromise. The Social Democrats and Greens wanted tax increases, while the Liberal Party wanted tax breaks. So they obviously met in the middle and will probably hardly make any changes. There is, however, a fairly long passage on the fight against tax structuring and on the closing of tax loopholes. This will be an important task for the new finance minister. In addition, there are some points from the exploratory paper that can also be found in the coalition agreement, including temporary super depreciation for climate and digitalization and an expansion of the loss carry back. However, it is still unclear how these plans will be financed because only a very few subsidies should be reviewed or cancelled. There is already a lack of money in the federal budget. The finance minister has just had to initiate a supplementary budget of over 60 billion euros. So it seems that many important decisions have yet to be made.
0: Thanks, David. That's a helpful overview of the position. Turning now to David Beutel, can you provide some more detail on the tax measures that are included in the coalition agreement?
2: Thanks, Elson. So, as David Isma already said, a recurring theme in the coalition agreement is the commitment to combat tax evasion, close alleged loopholes and put an end to perceived aggressive tax planning. A fairer taxation is something that can also be sold to and by the business friendly liberals, the FDP, and the small common ground that the new coalition could agree upon as regards tax policy. So the commitment to further support the global tax reform, for example, and in particular the global minimum tax of 15% comes as no surprise here, but in general We believe that we can expect several new tax laws in the form of so-called anti-abuse provisions in the four years to come. However, as experience shows, such laws tend to often overshoot the mark and also cover fact patterns that may actually not be aggressive or abusive.
0: Thanks, David. And could you give some examples of these proposed anti-abuse provisions?
2: Sure. So there are several mentioned in the agreement, but one particularly earmarked to finance the green and digital agenda is further reform to the German real estate transfer tax law in connection with share deals. Real estate transfer tax, or RET, as we call it, seems to be a never-ending story of reform. It's actually a substantial tax at rates of 3.5 to 6.5% of the fair market value of the German property rights in question. And we've already had a widely criticized reform of red earlier this year, which in the view of many did not properly address the issue because any operational business that owns German real estate falls within the scope of the rules. So limiting red to share deals in genuine real estate companies, so similar to the rules in the Netherlands, may actually make sense because buying a piece of real estate directly and buying a corporate group via share deal that only happens to own its business premises in its own right, is something different. So maybe the Liberals can be brought on board for a more focused reform. But given that this measure is foremost supposed to generate additional revenue, this may become difficult. Therefore, another reform to the Red Rules may result in additional tax burdens for m transactions into Germany, where this is not really justified by the alleged goal of closing loopholes. And inbound investors should uh, really monitor all developments in this area very, very closely. And obviously, the Freshfields tax team is is happy to happy to help with that.
0: Thanks, David. That's interesting. And turning now to Philip, could you explain whether the coalition agreement includes any other changes that could make inbound investments into Germany more difficult?
3: Thanks, Alison. Yes, it does. In the last podcast, I mentioned that the three parties are committed to supporting green infrastructure and making investments in this area more attractive. And The coalition agreement does indeed set out the intention to grant special super depreciation allowances for expenditure incurred in the first year on investments in green infrastructure, but also in anything supporting digitalization. I also mentioned that the traffic light coalition agreed to abolish subsidies that are considered to be ineffective or even harmful for the climate goals. Further, as we already mentioned, they are also committed to combat tax evasion and close tax loopholes. pools. The coalition agreement sheds a bit more light on what is meant by that. As part of their ambition to fight base erosion and profit shifting, the coalition intends to expand withholding taxes on outbound cash flows and to introduce what they call an interest ceiling. The agreement remains silent on the details. As regards the expansion of withholding taxes, it is rumored that this is intended to target payments that are not taxable in the hands of the final recipient. An area where this could lead to substantial changes are outbound interest payments, as these are currently generally not subject to a German withholding tax. On the interest ceiling, it is also still quite unclear what it will entail. Interest payments exceeding arm's length amounts are already not deductible under general rules. Furthermore, Germany has an interest barrier rule that simplified excludes any interest deduction exceeding 30% of tax EBITDA. Again, some sources close to the government suggest that this could mean the revival of previous proposals that limited the deduction of interest to the extent such interest is caused by financing needs unrelated to the proper business of the enterprise e.g. by dividend distributions. This is still highly speculative. Both these measures, the expansion of withholding taxes and the interest ceiling rule, are areas to closely watch in the coming month when the new government will pick this up in concrete legislative proposals.
0: Changing tax slightly and turning now to Georg, does the coalition agreement include any potentially helpful measures for taxpayers, both individuals and corporates?
3: In the last podcast, I mentioned that the three parties are committed to supporting green infrastructure and making investments in this area more attractive. And The coalition agreement does indeed set out the intention to grant special super depreciation allowances for expenditure incurred in the first year on investments in green infrastructure, but also in anything supporting digitalization. I also mentioned that the Traffic Light Coalition agreed to abolish subsidies that are considered to be ineffective or even harmful for the climate goals. Further, as we already mentioned, they are also committed to combat tax evasion and close tax pools. The coalition agreement sheds a bit more light on what is meant by that. As part of their ambition to fight base erosion and profit shifting, the coalition intends to expand withholding taxes on outbound cash flows. And to introduce what they call an interest ceiling. The agreement remains silent on the details. As regards the expansion of withholding taxes, it is rumored that this is intended to target payments that are not taxable in the hands of the final recipient. An area where this could lead to substantial changes are outbound interest payments, as these are currently generally not subject to a German withholding tax. On the interest ceiling, it is also still quite unclear what it will entail interest payments exceeding arm's length amounts are already not deductible under general rules. Furthermore, Germany has an interest barrier rule that simplified excludes any interest deduction exceeding 30% of tax EBITDA. Again, some sources close to the government suggest that this could mean the revival of previous proposals that limited the deduction of interest to the extent such interest is caused by financing needs unrelated to the proper business of the enterprise, e.g. by dividend distributions. But this is still highly speculative. Both these measures, the expansion of withholding taxes and the interest ceiling rule, are areas to closely watch in the coming month when the new government will pick this up in concrete legislative proposals.
0: Thank you, Georg. I'm coming back now to David Ismer. Do you see any potential points of dispute arising between the traffic light coalition members? And if so, how will that play out?
1: That is quite possible. You have to take into account that the coalition partners come from three very different parties. While the Social Democrats and Greens have always been more willing to take on debt for investments and spending, the Liberal Party has always been particularly interested in a balanced budget. It will also depend very much on the further development of the corona pandemic because as long as the pandemic prevails, the government can use an exception to the debt break that is contained in the German constitution. This leaves some leeway for investment that the government will certainly take advantage of. However, the longer the pandemic lasts and the more money has to be spent coping with it, the more likely it is that there will be calls for tax increases again. In this respect, the new government could face quite a difficult time in the future.
0: Thank you all for your insights today, which have been very useful. Thank you again to our speakers today, David Ismer, David Beutel, Philip Redeker and Georg Gronenberg.